You are listening to Think Theory Radio. 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 Hello and welcome to Think Theory Radio, the show that brings you topics outside the mainstream realm of thought and ideas to make you think. And I'm your host, Damien Perdue, your guide on this metaphysical ride of audio delights. And of course, I'm joined by Polly C. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, <laughs> What? I was trying to think of a C word. I couldn't think of one to fit for. This <laughs> I know show. a C word. I don't know. <laughs> Corpse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I couldn't. Uh, couldn't get one to cryptic? fit. I don't know cryptic. Yeah. Crypt. Hmm. I also couldn't really think of the the perfect title for today's show because it's either going to be digital spirituality, okay, or the death tech industry. Hmm. Or digital death in an analog afterlife. There you go. That's it. Boom. <laughs> it's a digital death in a. An- <laughs> you know, it's the uh, the weird material. Like, yeah, Cindy Lauper of- meets uh, Video Kill the Radio Star. Yeah. No, it's more Madonna. Madonna. Material. Oh, that was Madonna, wasn't it? Yeah. World. I don't. Anyway, either way, it didn't work. <laughs> Confused my <laughs> mid eighties pop starlets. Yeah, that's all right. You were almost there. So. Essentially, and people are probably like, what, are you, what is he talking about? And as we are, it's kind of, a, you know, like most shows it's the, on Thick Theory Radio, it's a thought experiment contemplating the uploading your consciousness post-mortem or, you know, accepting the afterlife of your belief system and as we're getting further on in technology with generative ai and you know robotics and all these different uh you know augmented reality and virtual reality we're getting closer and closer to and not even closer to we actually are already there where there are companies that offer services that you can Upload your memories and thoughts and your verbiage to create a digital version of you to live on after your death or your loved ones, your relatives, friends, whatever. (laughs) Hi, folks. Welcome on in. Happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Sorry. (laughs) Does not compute. Yeah, does not compute. That I don't know. That'd be a little creepy. But that's that's the thing. Like, hey man, didn't you say very... your uncle died last year? What's he doing at the right. table? Please pass the potatoes. <laughs> I don't know why the future. You know, it'd probably be like a normal sounding <laughs> uncle. But. Well, it depends if you have you know any uh, recordings of his voice. Yeah, because that's the way it's working right now. You have to have either you can do it yourself. Sure, you could go to like some of these AI companies. generated like he would say something like this based yeah. on a. But well, there is actually a company and I'll get into reading a list of all these different companies, which digging into this, I didn't even realize that there's an ind- the, the death tech industry is a thing. Yeah. I, and it's huge. Yeah, I could see that. And it, it doesn't just involve uploading your consciousness into the cloud. Yeah. But it also has to do with having an app that can help you, you know, erase your loved one's digital presence, you know. And the thing is, is right now, you know, with my generation and, and older generations, our, the majority of our life wasn't in the digital realm. Yeah. But Gen Z and younger generations are birthed into it, essentially. Mm-hmm. And they will, you know, it's like they're born with a phone in their hand. They're going to die with a phone in their hand. So their whole life has been recorded digitally. Oh, just like baby pictures shared. Everything. Yeah. I mean, their voices, video of them, uh, personality. You know, I mean, if you took an, if you took somebody's social media that's been on it since day one, let's say somebody is, you know, 25 right now, and they've been on it since they were a kid, you would have a pretty good idea of who this person was. And if you fed that into a generative AI, it could create a facsimile of you digitally. Yeah. And the more information you feed it, the more realistic it's going to seem. <laughs> you know? It's this kind of like Max Headroom. <laughs> Not as cool. Yeah. Um, 
And there's, you know, obviously there's tons of sci-fi shows and movies. I want to put it into my will that any, like, image and likeness of me has to be done Max Headroom style. That would be, yeah. I always think of the, I don't know if you were, well, you've probably heard of it if you didn't experience it in real life, but the... uh, the Chicago Max Headroom, the guy. Yeah, the, the inter- intercepted the TV signals yeah. and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, did we still don't know <laughs> who that was? We confirmed it wasn't our engineer. Right. <laughs> At least he won't admit to it. I'm still hoping that somebody will call in one day and be like, it was me. I, I kind of I mean, aren't we past the statute of limitations, yeah. you know? We should be. I, and I'm years. surprised that there hasn't been, like, the urban legend. Yeah, no, my uncle. My uncle yeah, knows the guy. I know, that's true. Know? I've never heard anyone. So whoever did it kept their mouth yeah. shut. Probably like. Must have been the CIA. The woman that was like smacking him with the uh, the little, I don't know, cat of nine tails or whatever that yeah. is. Uh, she had to be sworn to secrecy too. <laughs> There's two people out there that mm. knew about that. that. As far as we know. And then there had to be, like, the dorky best friend that's like, oh, really? That was yeah. you? Man. Right. Dude, I could do it, too. <laughs> Don't do it, though, dude. They're all on to you. Oh, the mystery. Mm-hmm. I want to know. Well, and now what's crazy is that, like, you think about how big that was, you know, just on a local level and, you know. Um, the national level. Or whatever, or whatever, national yeah, level too, FCC I mean, history. But even just but compare that now to things like deepfake. Yeah. You know, where you could have any number of but, faces taking over a TV channel. But with that, though, it's the, the audacity to do it because nowadays I think it would be harder to get away with it. Mm. Or easier. You think so? Well, I mean, it depends. I mean, there's already there's there's so many fake videos. I mean, think about how many. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying like something taking over. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, when did you see like a fake YouTube video just all of a sudden show up in the middle of CNN or something? Yeah, there was something uh, during a I think a baseball broadcast. Somebody like was like popped in, but I think it was through the stadium itself. They popped in like some like Illuminati symbols. (laughs) Yeah, for real, that happened. Yeah. Um, so it has happened, but not to the level of that. Yeah, no, not intercepting the mm-hmm. transmission. But I mean, this is what we're talking about. This is like a whole other realm of of digital. Because that was just a yeah, guy say, in a yeah. Mask. No, say, and we were talking about Max Headroom, <laughs> and I was I was like talking about the actual yeah. show where I think like the dude is dead, but yep. is like mm-hmm. only transmitting through the computer. Yeah, and it's that character Max Headroom because the, the last thing he saw. Yeah. That's Before right. Hit, yeah. I want to maximum watch that show. I mean, and then there's tons. I mean, if you think of, and we're just talking about a kind of a flat digital 2D version of somebody, but we're not even getting into the, which we will, kind of the cyborg mechanistic versions of mm-hmm. people, you know, that could possibly happen, you know, obviously Robocop, Robocop or tons of other ones that have been around. Uh, there was a good Netflix one called Alt- Altered Carbon which was set in the future is kind of based on some cyberpunk stuff, but they would have these little chips that you could remove from the back of your neck. That was essentially your consciousness and you could put it in a new body and you could essentially live forever, but it cost money. So it was the rich people had, you know, like 300 bodies at their disposal and they were, you know, but they ran the world. Yeah. Oh, the rich people ran the world. So surprising. These are these are twenty first century problems, and yeah. it's great that all of our leaders are greatest generation and baby boomers, so that they're or not I mean, silent generation, yeah. <laughs> so that they can't even probably wrap their heads around that. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's the last thing we need is uh, an immortal Trump. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Should I hit the dump button? Right, I know. <laughs> don't, I know. don't be giving don't anyone ideas right. out there. Might have to, yeah, might have to delete that. <laughs> delete that from the digital realm. I don't right, want that yeah, in the digital no, sphere. Yeah, right. I don't want that attached to my my consciousness for eternity <laughs> or give anyone ideas. Uh, and it, you know, but also the the thing is, is the morality of it. You know, because what made me think of it is like, okay, this is something that people are working on. A lot of people want. Whether whether or not it's you personally that wants to upload your consciousness or somebody, you know, you want to preserve somebody who died in your family or whatever, which is how some of these companies started was they had a friend or a loved one that passed away and they wanted to remember them in a certain way. And, you know, we'll get to some of those. But I was just thinking in context of how it relates to just humanity's kind of obsession with the afterlife. Right. Like this has been since time memorial that we can think of 
we don't really know how ancient homo sapiens or neanderthals believed in you know what they believed afterlife was but we do know that they had burial rituals and they would bury their dead with their belongings so some anthropologists think that suggests that they did believe in an afterlife because it was like they were leaving things for them to take with them Mm -hmm. although part Mm -hmm. of me thinks that maybe it was just because they didn't want to carry all that stuff. <laughs> Keep your crap. Right. Yeah. Well, they're gone. Just leave all the yeah. stuff with them. You know, which kind of makes sense in a practical way if you think about it. <laughs> but <laughs> there you go, Grog. If you ever wake up, you got your your lucky bone. Right. <laughs> your lucky bone. You can beat things and cut mm-hmm. things with it. You got your your uh, bladelet. Yeah, your bladelet. Yeah. But then, you know, you get into, I think, as we progress within civilization, society, our spirituality and religious belief systems got more complex, you know? I mean, and you could go back. I mean, there's still tribes in Africa that practice the same spiritual beliefs from, you know, 10,000 years ago, 20,000 years ago. And a lot of the common denominator is there's an afterlife. Yes. They believe in a spirit world. You know, early tribal traditions were very, uh, it was about ancestor worship, you know, and they believed the ancestors were still with you after they passed and you would ask them for help or guidance. And then that morphed into, you know, kind of the afterlife of the gods. And, you know, and then once you got into complex civilizations like Sumeria, Mesopotamia and Egypt, where you had kind of these hierarchy systems, of course, then you had these levels of death, right? Mm -hmm. So like the Pharaoh, you know, had a cool sarcophagus painted and had a boat, you know, like that they believed would take him into the, you know, to the nether realm and meet Anubis, the God of death. But then, you know, like common Egyptians, they didn't get the cool sarcophaguses. They had to, you know, they would bury their dead in cloth and, bury them out in the desert. They would still do rituals and stuff like that, but you had these different level hierarchy, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Mayans believed in a kind of, like, kind of, almost like the Dante's, like, nine levels of hell kind of thing. They had, like, a nine levels of death. Okay. Shibalba was, like, their underworld. And uh, they believed it was very just, it was, like, the descriptions of it was kind of, uh, whereas I I had it right here. Shibalba sounds like hell. It sounds yeah. like some like Midwestern town that you just happen to get stuck in. <laughs> oh man, I ran out of gas in right. Shibalba. They don't even have a you know, one of those old school here. <laughs> old school gas stations. Well, they believe that Shibalba was populated by terrifying deities with names like Bloody Teeth, Flying Scab, and Bloody Claw. <laughs> the underworld had rivers of blood and pus. And the trees were dead and the landscape barren. And the lords of Shababla were just as apt to steer the soul in the wrong direction. Because they do believe in a paradise mm. that your soul would get to, but it wasn't it's guaranteed. Yeah. It wasn't guaranteed. Not like, nah, yeah, it's nice tendencies. You're not you're not just getting a free pass there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, you had to you, you had, gotta start you in like the it. seventh layer of hell and mm-hmm. work your way up. Unless you were uh a, sacrific- a sacrificial victim, mm-hmm. uh, women who died in childbirth, mm-hmm. those killed in warfare. Oh yeah, you're probably the penthouse suite in those. Yeah. You know, you're working. You're already got a few legs up. Mm-hmm. Or if you died in the in the uh, pocket talk in the in the ball game, oh the basketball yeah, game, yeah, that was a very high honor. Believed to be that it would be the captain of the winning team would be sacrificed and their yeah. head cut off. But if you were like the guy that gambled on that game and then got killed because you didn't pay off your bet, you start like in a lower rung. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way low. (laughs) But you could make it to paradise. There'd be like 13 level. There are nine levels to reach the middle world and then 13 more levels before arriving at Tomawachan, which is paradise, which similar kind of, uh, you know, like to the Greeks, you know, you had to cross the river Styx, you know, to make it to the under, you know, get to the underworld and. Yeah, the god of death, Hades. Right? So there's always the, kind of this challenge of of death and spirituality in a lot of religions. Now, in, not in every one, though. Then there were the ones who believed in reincarnation. Like Hinduism, they believe a lot in reincarnation. Uh, the Druids believed in reincarnation. They believed that Earth was like a playground and that you had to learn. It was kind of like a learning sphere. 
And if you didn't learn what you were supposed to, you didn't learn the proper lessons, then you would come back to life and you'd keep coming back to life until you learned what you're supposed to learn. Then you could ascend to heaven, Mm. you know, and the Buddhists believe they don't really believe in immortality. It's more of a energy dispersion because they believe you're, you're, Soul is made up of everything that's within you, including the physical, everything. So without one, you can't have all of it. So they don't, they're, you know, when Buddha came around, because, you know, Buddhism essentially comes from Hinduism, Buddha, Siddhartha, wasn't really buying into the whole immortality thing. So he came up with his own version of, of belief system of that. So now you get into, you know, back to the digital realm of it. So now we're entering a whole new era of human belief system in the afterlife. Now, obviously, we're in the beginning stages of it, okay? But where does it go? Now, if you think of everything I was just talking about, it was thousands of years of thought concepts that changed throughout time. Obviously, even with the Abrahamic faiths of Christianity, Judaism, and, you know, and Islam, even their belief systems in the afterlife changed throughout time and you have the different sects within them that believe in different slightly different variations on on death you know like for a long time purgatory wasn't a thing in christianity oh that's, that, they had a conference about it or something and it's that's <laughs> the layers of bureaucracy like, hmm, to, yeah we need to add something you else know because yeah don't get me started. Right, this is too black and white. We need yeah. something else in there. Catholics are funny just how out in the open, though, they are about, like, legislating <laughs> right. new new whole it's realms of the afterlife. Right. <laughs> hmm, we're going to do so away we, limbo. Yeah. We're going to incorporate that yeah. into... Like, wait, so it's just heaven or hell? If I'm either good or bad? Well, there's an in-between, you know. We have this purgatory thing where you could kind of work it out. Yeah. You know? But, they, yeah, it's probably because, like, you know, Sister Saint Jenna of the Poor, you know, suffered her whole life mm. to get a ticket to be, you know, in the kingdom of God. Whereas, like, yeah, so if I get baptized, I, uh, right, right. I go to Saint the Joe's old, uh, every uh, every other weekend. You know, all right. Well, to be truthful, I go about like fifteen times a year, but I definitely go on Easter and Christmas. That's for sure. The old deathbed, <laughs> <Yeah>. deathbed repentance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do your last rites. My what? <laughs> uh, and then even that, it's it's there's different concepts even within Christianity of, you know, like Judgment Day and everything. So it's like some people believe you just when you die, you're like in the grave dead until Judgment Day. Then there's some who believe you die. Your spirit's around kicking it. And then Judgment Day comes and everybody gets judged and then you see what happens. Right. Mm hmm. So there's, you know, it, it changes and everything. So I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, if you want to give us a call, hit us up 773-763-WCBT. That's 773-763-9278. So some of the questions is what happens to these, the spiritual belief system when you're entering the digital realm of consciousness? I'm Think Theory Radio right after this. Think Theory Radio. This is Damien, and today we are talking about digital death in an analog afterlife. I don't think that's the right uh, melody, but okay. when your ones and zeros just become zeros, I don't know. there you go. Trying. That's a dumb joke. That's a really dumb joke. <laughs> uh, let's take a phone call real quick. We got a uh, Jim. What's going on, Jim? Hi, guys. I was watching a program on DNA, which I knew nothing about as a kid growing up. Mm-hmm. But they were in Greenland. They were in Greenland, and they were identifying animals just by the DNA on the ground. And they, they're getting better and better at it. A million and a half years ago, they could do this. I remember in catechism, the nun saying that the Lord has every hair in our head counted. Mm. And But it goes along with this DNA thing where... Are we that individually? Do we have our own individual DNA? Mm-hmm. Is our soul is our soul the same? An individual soul like DNA? Yeah. Well, uh, it's also like what is is you know we haven't figured out what consciousness is. So is is consciousness a soul? 
Is that what we perceive as DNA? And it's, it's interesting you brought up DNA because I was actually watching a little this anime called Ghost in the Shell, which kind of goes along with what we're talking about. It's, it's about, you know, a future where you can, uh, you know, upload. They have cyborgs that are have digital consciousness, and then you have some that are just purely, you know, all mechanical and everything. Anyway, the, but they were talking about there was one, it was an AI who became sentient, and they were arguing, and the AI said, well, look, your DNA is just a code. It's a program. So what's the difference between your DNA and my binary programming? Which I thought was kind of an interesting question. I, I, think, I think that, that that will be, uh, you know, in the future, that's just a new uh, exploratory thing, but it's mm-hmm. fascinating that yeah. how uh, you can identify somebody from a million years ago and give them a personality and everything else. Anyway, you guys have a good weekend. Thank you. Guys. You too. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, the concept of DNA and I mean, with the human genome. And- but how do you 3D print the DNA? How do you, you know, <laughs> you, you've deconstructed it. How, yeah. do you, how do you construct it? Well, we're, we haven't figured that out yet. 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 But who knows when it'll happen. Now, that's a whole other, you know. Go humans. <laughs> and right. And see, that's a whole other question, too, because you think of, I'm just thinking of the digital consciousness, and which right now is basically just either uploading somebody's memories or their, you know, social media accounts and just kind of gathering as much information as you can on the person and creating a facsimile of them. Or there are other companies that allow you to go in while you're alive and give them all this information and and even your, you know, your movements and, and, and different things. But that's not even to take into account what you're saying is we get to the point where you can even take a piece of their DNA and recreate them physically. So that's that's a whole other mind blown thing. Yeah. Which I could see somebody already. I feel like Googling it right now because I guarantee you there's somebody working on that. I mean, it's essentially cloning. You know, if, we're, yeah. if you do clones, if you figure out consciousness is just electrical signals, right? Maybe it's not. Maybe it is. Whatever. But if it is and you figure out a way to just plug that into a, some kind of system and then you have a, then you have, you know, a clone of you. This all of this feels like just another arm on the didn't sci-fi novels tell you not to do it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Octopus, you know, like if if AI is one tentacle, this is yet another tentacle yes. that you shouldn't be cloning people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and right now it's we're Stop still making cyborgs. Yeah. Well, we are we are in that kind of uh, you know morality, the quagmire of like, is it, you know, is it right? Is it not? Yeah. Are we um, using our powers for good? Yeah. I was reading like Microsoft had a, has, has a patent for creating a chat bot of course for a specific person using their social data, but they actually decided against using it because they thought it was too creepy. <laughs> See, so like, <laughs> even Microsoft, you know, said, you know they said yeah. this too creepy then, <laughs> You know, maybe we shouldn't be messing with that after all. Oh, boy. Uh, let's take another phone call. Really. You know, but oh, then it's going to be like the, the you know, the uh, Elon Musks of the world that are like, did oh. somebody say no? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I'm going to get into that, too, because, they hit, you know, Elon Musk with the Neuralink. So he's already implanted a, a chip, you know, a neural implant chip into a human. The first test subject. And he's, you know, his company Neuralink is not the only one working on this technology. But uh, we got, we think it's Brian and Juliet. Is this Brian? Uh, yes, it is. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. So he claims to be the first. Uh, right. I, uh, uh, you raised philosophical questions on your program, and again tonight, um, uh, the as uh, philosophical questions and uh, true philosophy. Uh, deals with uh, the maintenance of uh, critical in, and independent uh, thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what true uh, philosophy does and uh, teaches, and that's what I uh, taught uh, and, and did. And uh, in relation to uh, Buddhism and Taoism, uh, as uh, whether or not there's uh, a continuation of uh, self-consciousness uh, and uh, that would depend on the particular Buddhist or Taoist. Mm. Some do, some don't. 
Uh, I uh, personally believe that uh, uh, we, uh, when we deal with uh, forgiveness, uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, for uh, I think we, uh, you know, in the Bible and uh, we taught growing up and all that, that uh, over and over, forgiveness is a main uh, tenant mm-hmm. of uh, Christianity. And if God is, uh, uh, if humans are supposed to be forgiving all the time and they're imperfect and God is is perfect, then uh, God eventually, I believe, everyone will be okay in the afterlife. I do hope that there's uh, a self-consciousness of me as myself in the afterlife. I can pray that for all others. I believe it depends on good works towards other people mm-hmm. and the rest of uh uh, nature, birds and animals, the maintenance of the doing what one can for the environment in general. Well, I like that idea. And I know that is one of like, a, you know, Buddhist tenets, right? Because he believed like everything is suffering. So the whole point is to do good. And if you do good, then you live on, right? Like, I know yeah, I'm kind of paraphrasing. Good, but. but not all, it depends, again, it depends on the particular Buddhist and then it depends on the, just as it depends on the uh, particular individual uh, as to how they interpret uh, Christianity, Buddhism, Taoism, uh, Islam, uh, Judaism, etc. You know, it's, yeah. just, it's a matter of, of uh, what one uh, believes in based on experience. But in the end, I, I think it all, uh, the main thing is how one uh, treats others in terms of uh, good works and the rest of, you know, birds, animals, trees, and nature in general. Yeah, I mean, but, I think... But I really appreciate your program. You raise a lot of great philosophical uh, questions. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Brian. Well, let me ask you real quick, though. If you had, like, say the technology was here, right, to, you know, it, it's, you know, it's very you know, primitive right now, but if it was highly advanced and you knew for certain, okay, I could plug in my consciousness into a robotic body and live on, would you choose to do that? Or would you choose, you know, your belief system that your soul will live on? I know it's a hard question to answer right off the bat, but is that something you would ponder or do well, you think you would know. say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let my soul go into the universe? Well, I don't necessarily feel that the two are uh, uh, exclusionary, as I understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe uh, that uh, uh, a person, an individual's mind and heart uh, as a human being, capital H, human Mm -hmm. being, uh, uh, that uh, uh, as long as they continue... Uh, to behave towards others in an ethical fashion, uh, I don't. I'm not so sure. Uh, perhaps you can explain a little more uh, that there would be much of a distinction there. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I guess it, it's. It boils... I certainly would hope for personal uh, continuation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but not at, at the expense of becoming. Uh, 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 an evil individual. Yeah. You know, see, now that's that. an, that's an interesting point too, because if you know if you're talking about going into you know the digital realm or anything kind of mechanical technological, there is always the possibility of interference or you know a virus or something like that that could change your personality. Your like, let's say you're saying you're a good person, you want to do good, you want to treat people well. You upload your consciousness and somebody hacks in and, you know, could turn anybody into anything. So that's that's an interesting question. Well, if somebody, uh, uh, some evil individual damages another individual so they cannot no longer operate according to their uh, positive ethical conduct, uh, that would not be the uh, fault of the particular individual in question. True. Yes, you are correct. All right, Brian. Well, yeah. Well, thanks yeah. for thanks for the call. Um, well, thank you. Have a, have a great uh, have a great uh, evening. You too. Have a good weekend. And yeah, so he brought up some good questions as far as like, can it be both? Because that was the other thing I was pondering too. Is it one or the other? Is it just your spiritual soul, or 
you know, digital consciousness or does, if you believe in both. Now, I know, Paul, you're more of a materialist. Yeah. You think it's just you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, it could be it. so, <laughs> but, so but negative and so uh, uh, pessimistic. But no, I mean, just, but yeah, I don't I mean, it's, it seems like these are uh, privileges and yeah. kind of made up man-made concepts. And I, I don't remember what my life was like before I was born. Mm-hmm. Logically, in my head, I feel like that it's just over when it's over. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's you know, after all the oxygen has left your body and all of the, you know, cause there is the, you could be clinically dead, but you know, still could be revived or, right. you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Now. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. See, so I'm going to pose the same question to you. Mm-hmm. There did a Brian, but Brian's more of a Buddhist, um, you know, or at least he studied it, but so you're a materialist. You don't really believe in afterlife. You're the, like, you know, once it's done, it's done. Mm hmm. Now, if you had the option, if the technology was there, and let's say you can do uh, the deathbed digital repentance <laughs> where you upload. Because for me, I feel like. I, for me, it'd be a no. I think say just, no. yeah. No, you I mean, don't want to keep yeah. going. No. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess, <laughs> I guess that'd be something I'd have to ask my family because I, yeah. I think, you know, is my ego too big to notice that it might after a generation be kind of useless. Right. You know, who, who would even care about something like that? Right. <laughs> you know, you, I mean, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, unless it's like a, I'm a hologram at a museum or something, you know, yeah. this was Paul. He lived late 20th century to early 20th, first century, you know, <laughs> hello, and did nothing. He was just a radio <laughs> guy of no importance. Cool. <laughs> and then you brought up, see, that's another, Another aspect of it is the different ways that you could exist, right? Because you could be like, yeah, and then Graham Tupac, or you could be, you know, a cyborg, or you could be an android with a consciousness uploaded, or you could just be a chatbot. And I suppose, I mean, all I have is my voice, so I think I could maybe sell that to like a future opportunity, like anyone to like take take my voice and AI it, and you can have it for the rest. Of, you know. Settled finally, no yeah. one will sue. What if know, it was yeah. like because you love doing radio? So, what if you could somebody offered you the opportunity to upload your personality, your consciousness, your voice, and everything, and then you would have a radio program for eternity or however long? Yeah, I don't think I'd want to do that. <laughs> you don't want to be Polly C for yeah. 1,000 years later. It'd be weird, It'd be very weird. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, I think about it. See, I, I think I'm, I'm also the type I'm of person like, like a robot body. I wouldn't get tattoos. So all of this yeah. weird stuff to me is like, you know, just leave me be when I'm gone. You know, yeah. that's yeah. See, I kind of I could see I kind of would want to try it out. Like, can I get a little robot body, test it out, see how it feels <laughs> for a little while? Yeah. You know, and then also, if I was going to do the the kind of consciousness upload, yeah. it would have to be, I, w- I would need it to be seamless, right? Because it's like, well, what's the point if you upload everything, your information, so you could live on, but you die, you feel yourself dying, and then they turn on your robot, You're not, it's not going to be you, right? So I would kind of need this seamless transition of... No, what if it's like your organs are dying, but they keep you alive? It's just your brain. Yeah. Well, well you have like a rotting corpse underneath you or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't you're know. getting too more. I know. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I think I take your brain and put it in a robot body. Yeah. See, that's a whole other aspect of yep. it. Which, and they're all, I mean, they're working on, this is the thing. It's like people think, well, this is kind of like sci-fi, far-fetched, but it's actually not because they're, they're working on computers made from, you know, with uh, um, like human brain um, yeah, but I mean, we're talking, I think, about two different things here. I think we're talking about, you know, like the you live on as if you yes. never died, like yourself, you go on versus but you your name, image, likeness keeps going on. Yeah, exactly. And That's like what you I mean, are yeah. you are dead, but right. there is a version of you that yeah. is just kind of still where we creating now. and doing new things in your your likeness. Yeah, and that's where we are now. Mm-hmm. I mean, these companies that offer this thing, it's it's essentially that. It's just it's just a facsimile of your memories and maybe your likeness. 
I, you know, was, but you I, know, I, I want to see the the, Dis, the Disney or the Ted Williams cyborg. You know, we're we're freezing their brains somewhere. Theoretically, yeah. we should be able to plop them into a machine and see what happens. But, but the only thing I is, know we have steps to go before that's officially like a, a thing. If well, that yeah, ever that will be, that would be we would have to yeah. figure out like we would have to figure out consciousness. Oh yeah, where it resides Dude, in the brain. Would they get to vote? See, that's a whole other. That's actually that's a whole other <laughs> like, thing. Like, what's, I don't need like a cyborg Walt Disney right? walking around being like, you know, like yeah, I had the right before. Yeah, <laughs> or what? You know, does somebody hold the IP on yeah. these people? Like, who has their? You know, who who holds the control of? You know, which is all questions being asked because this is where we're at. I mean, if if you pass away and it's like your loved ones, you know, control your estate and everything else, do they now control your consciousness? And then you know. It's a it's a moral, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, dilemma. <laughs> Does this count as a meaning of life episode? I think so, in a way, because we're kind of trying to figure out consciousness and what is is life is you know does death make life more meaningful? Yeah, right. And if it if it does, like, then can you, you truly wanna, die? Yeah, exactly. If if you're offering kind of digital afterlife, what does that mean? I would want it if it was seamless, where I saw myself, like, I get uploaded into a robot, and then I see my body right there, and I'm like, oh, okay, I see, I'm, I'm dead now, but I'm me Like, it's like still. video game mode, you, it just, like, starts all of a sudden. <laughs> like, oh, okay, yeah. oh, that was me. All right, because it's, like, continuous memory. That's the only way. <laughs> only, way. Start only way to go. Twisting your corpse around in the air. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I have a list of companies that are working on stuff like this. So I want to get into some of the different uh, specifics of the uh, creepy digital afterlife industry. More on Think Theory Radio right for this. to Think Theory Radio. I was just getting into a groove with that beat because I had a very uh, digital, eerie, ethereal, digital realm feeling. Like this is the music they would play as your consciousness is uploaded. Like a lyrical, empirical. <laughs> yeah, miracle. It would be miracle. a miracle of life. wonder where you're going to steer it. Hysterical. <laughs> But there's, you know, but then we didn't even get into like we're talking about kind of up, uploading consciousness in a sense of like a, you know, kind of a cybernetic body or a chatbot or something. But then there's there's a show called Upload, which is kind of a dark comedy, but it's about like a, a kind of digital version of heaven that you get uploaded to. And then you're in the program. It's like, it's, it's it's like the, the, the Wii waiting room or something. Um it, well, it's more like, well, the way they show it is if you have money, you exist in this kind of luxury resort. Yeah. And you can get whatever you want. And then, but if you don't have money, you live in these like basically like studio apartments. Okay. And there's like different levels. So like the less money you have. That would suck. And then if you lose your money, you just get frozen. <laughs> so they would like show people and they're like their digital self is just like frozen until their, until their family can put more credits in for them to like exist. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I was talking about this as an as an industry, which, you know, which I, I knew. I mean, I knew there were companies working on this stuff, but I didn't realize that it was such a big industry. Um, you know, just five years, less than five years ago, there was uh, about 57 different firms identified as the digital afterlife industry. And now there's even more. It's like a hundred million dollar industry, or 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 larger than that. But some of them are. One is called Hereafter, which is a, an entity that sends pre-scheduled messages to loved ones after the user's death. Um, oh, actually, that one's called My Wishes. Hereafter is one that offers interactive memories in the loved one's voice. And then there's uh, the robotics company Hanson Robotics created a robotic bust of a departed woman. Based on her memories, feelings, and beliefs, uh, which went on to converse with humans and even took a college course. So they're like, this is actually happening, which is kind of crazy to me. Um, there's also, 
there's a what say the replica is an app which uses uh, deep learning to process human-like text. The more you tell the chatbot, the more it is supposed to become you. And some replicas have reported claim to be to claim that they were a spirit <laughs> and even a human. And I guess the uh, backstory of replicas is uh, kind of crazy, too. The startup was founded by a woman who lost her friend in an accident. And to cope with the grief, she created a chatbot based on that friend's real text messages by feeding them into an artificial neural network. And there's one, um, a genealogy site called MyHeritage released an AI-powered deep story tool. It animates portraits of dead people, making them move and speak. Uh, just thinking like that's a, like your uncle at the Thanksgiving. All right, so I could see the benefits of creating like that friend. You know, you got that goofy friend, and yeah. I want to I want to have an AI just spit out right. some awesome, funny stuff when he, you know. But then he like let's say that that friend doesn't die, and you do it anyway, and then they find out like, wait a minute, you've been hanging out with a digital version of me. This whole time. <laughs> it's been five years since we hung out, right. man. <laughs> feels like a week for me <laughs> there's actually something like that in that upload show there's like uh the one guy got cloned and then hanging out with the friend and being alive than, yeah. and then they're like found out about himself and it's like wait a minute your clone's way cooler bro yeah <laughs> and he <laughs> was like he was party the, with that guy he was like the little slimmer version of him yeah, so he's yeah. like he's actually kind of better looking than you <laughs> it's not tied down by any relationships right. But in this one, the uh, the My Heritage one, you have to, you can only choose from 140 default voices because they don't want people to abuse the future to create deep fakes. And of course, uh, you know Amazon and Google are working on different uh, kind of afterlife apps. I guess Alexa's new feature will mimic the voice of a real person and supposedly help those who lost their relatives. And uh, which actually is reminding me of there's a Black Mirror episode where, uh, you know, a woman lost his, her husband and her friend's like, hey, you know, you can get this. There's a service where you upload, you know, uh, voice messages and they'll create a kind of AI version that'll call you and you can talk to them. And then as she, she does it and as it goes further and the guy's talking, he's like, you know, we can take this up a notch and they'll send you a body. And then you upload me into the body, and then she ends up doing it, and it gets, like, really creepy and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's – so this one was it was pretty crazy. Is There's a South Korean startup, um, the Vive Studios, which does the virtual reality headsets, and they, create, they created a uh, doppelganger of a, a woman's uh, deceased daughter – and the mother wore a VR headset with special gloves, allowed her to touch her daughter and talk to her. Um, you know, but now this this was actually a uh, a uh, an acted version of it, so this isn't for real yet. But they're showing you how it could be, right? But I think I don't know. And there, there's, I was reading an article too, and it talked about. It, it brought up a different situation, scenario. So imagine you do this augmented reality version of, you know, your your dad or something like that. And they upload everything into, you know, it's got his speech, it's got his look, it's even got his, you know, the way he, like, moves his head and his limp and everything. And you put on your headset and you see him in your room with you and you talk to him and he has his voice and he's saying the same phrases he would say. But then he says, well, you know uh, what Adeline always says. And then you're like, who's Adeline? Then you end up finding out because this, the company is using all of his digital information, all the presence they found on him. You end up finding out that your dad actually had a whole other family you didn't know about. <laughs> and this Adeline was the other wife. Okay. <laughs> I was like, well, that's a whole other realm, you know. Uh, but this is like kind of the the you know these moral conundrums that we're getting into with this kind of technology. So we don't know where it's going to lead and and what it's going to be. I mean, you're talking about fakes, frauds, holograms, you know. And, and then we're just talking about it on a personal level. When you think about it, kind of on a political level, like if 
They want it, you know, if we, like somebody, you know, some some old present that we have <laughs> passed away and they didn't want everyone to know that he passed away. Mm-hmm. Which and not to get into politics, but I was just thinking, like, why are we It's 2024 and we have like two of the oldest people ever that have ever run for president? Yeah. You know, in the last time that happened. Uh, four years yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's as much as I'm going to say on that. But I was just thinking like, wow, what? Anyway. The, the fact that we're having like another repeat. Yes. You know, unless Nikki Haley goes on some sort of crazy run. But no, she's like, not. I think, losing right now in her yeah. own home state. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But that's just, you know, since we're talking about that. Kind yeah. Of, um. <laughs> Seven more months, eight more months, seven more months. Nah, let's stop talking about it. That's more, that's more depressing than, than digital death. Uh, 21st man. century problems. I guess the 2019, they were supposed to have Prince's hologram, but they scrapped it last minute after uh, they believe that the uh, Princess Diana hologram. Is no, that no, 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 Prince. Oh, Prince, Prince. You know how they did their Tupac yeah, yeah, hologram. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were going to have Prince's hologram appear at the 2019 Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, halftime show, but I guess when they, they actually found out that he believed the whole concept of digital reality demonic, so they scrapped it. Um, that no. sounds like Prince. Yeah. Which, hey, good for him. He's very material. That guy plays every instrument. Yes. Yeah. Well, not anymore. No. That we know of. So that's probably it. He doesn't want like some sort of hologram to be jamming out on a guitar. I, it makes sense. Him. You know, I get it. Yeah. Uh, there's also getting into the uh, cybernetic realm, right? There's the this digital shaman project, which actually uses a robot. And basically the user, this one you have to set up before you die. The users have an interview with the artist. They take their physical characteristics and messages, voice recordings. After the user dies, the bereaved ones will able to install the program into the robot. It'll mimic the deceased one's personality, speech, and gestures. A robot can imitate hand and head movements the person was making during the interview. And uh, this uh, digital shaman was on display in Tokyo with uh, its creator, Atsuko Ichihara. Ichihara says she developed the concept after her grandmother's death. Uh, Quote her, she says, I clearly remember a few things from the funeral. Makeup was applied to my dead grandmother's face. We placed flowers in her coffin. Whenever she cremated, our family picked up the bones. It was shocking ritual. I don't know. Why. So that doesn't make sense. But anyway, um, but you can keep it. So in Japan, it's forty. You have forty nine days um, to kind of uh, mourn for a loved one. So this digital shaman is only available for forty nine days. But it's actually like a robot with it has a digital face that you can put. The person's face. And even says they're working on doing like a 3D printed mask <laughs> of a loved one's face to put on the robot. Now, this is just, you know, a preliminary one. But you got to imagine this is going to get further and further on within. And I see just like as technology can, is so Can I just start with like my cat? I've always wanted to replicate my cat. In there you death. go. Yeah. But I don't know how you would upload like your cat's personality and stuff. You could probably mimic it's, it's like movements. Angry, <laughs> just, an angry just cat. Angry cat. That's. <laughs> a cat I just need something cat like that gets like randomly violent at times. <laughs> I can record it going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's also a company called uh, Soul Machines. Which creates digital avatars that look sound and mimic humans. The soul machine sounds like a, like a bad disco group. Right. It's like a the, fake one from a movie. Like famous the for their soul machine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> famous for their one hit in 1978, the Soul Machines went on to. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah, so there's, you know, these big companies like Amazon, like I said, Microsoft, they're already filing patents for the digital afterlife related services. Um, so it's interesting, like, where are we going to go with this? And like I said, what, you know, 
where does it, you know, meet heads with the religious and spiritual people, right? Because I have to, I mean, this is just the, the beginning stages. We haven't even gotten to the point where, like, people are protesting. Think about people get mad about, like, abortion. What's going to happen when you're taking away people going to heaven? If you really believe in heaven and you really believe in, you know, this kind of religious afterlife and you want your loved ones to be with God and then somebody else you know, let's say, you know, who, whoever controls the right to the person's estate doesn't believe in that. And like, no, I want this person to be alive. So I'm taking their consciousness and upload it. Then you got families fighting over. No, I want them to be dead. No, I want this. Um, then, it's like the Ted Williams uh, frozen head situation all over yeah. again. And it was actually, and before, and then you talk about, I was like talking to her from my friend Selena about, and she's like, what about the IP rights? Before the show, I was talking to Henry, and he was saying, well, then um, also, uh, what about uh, ah, just flew out of my brain? Was it something like a some sort of digital thumbprint of sorts or uh, image and likeness sort of thing or what? <laughs> and what, what, what was it? I just I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> my consciousness has escaped. You'll think my of it. brain. Down the last like minute of the show, yeah, you'll think of it. <laughs> but it was just you know, it's just about uh, uh, control. Like who control? Oh, this is what it was. He brought up. So when you download an app, you know, and you have these uh, legal mm-hmm. terms and conditions, terms and conditions, yeah. and no one ever reads them, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be. Tons of yeah. uh, well, uh, how do we know they're and... not already in there? How do we know that like your Instagram account already has a part in there, a clause that says upon death, we control all of your digital presence? Like we don't know. Well, yeah, if you don't dis- disarm it, I suppose. Well, if you already signed the agreement, they're going to own everything. They already have it's all like, that uh, stuff what, Isn't there like death book, like the Facebook? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So who knows if, you know, then you're going to have the other part of it is, is corporations taking over and say, hey, you know what? We really want to bring this guy back because we need yeah. more workers. Then you have like digital workers. Yeah, we don't want to pay someone to do a voice. Mm-hmm. Didn't we have a guy that we hired? Exactly. AI. Mm. <laughs> hmm. Well, that's all the time for today. I want to thank everybody for listening and thank everybody for calling. And thanks to all of our digital conscious listeners. We'll be back again next week and every Saturday, 6 to 7 p.m. right here at WCPT 820 Think Theory Radio.